Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we interview awesome, sexy people like prodoms in an effort to make the world a sexier, more loving place so that we can all lead better laid lives. Our guest today is a professional dominatrix and the creator of the Mistress Luna experience. Using BDSM as her medium and your suffering as her canvas, she facilitates connection and devotion through delicious, delicious torture. Pushing her clients to their limits, she holds space for them as she brings them to new levels of freedom and connection. Welcome, Mistress Luna. Hi, it's so great to be here. I am so excited to have you here. Can you start off by telling us about your work? How are you making the world a sexier, more loving place? And what is your professional origin story? You know, what's really sexy is being unashamed. And I love creating the space and experiences for people to shed their shame and step into their true selves. And that is so sexy. Fuck yeah. How did you become 
a dominatrix? What is it like? So I actually started out as a submissive and, you know, a lot of women growing up, you are trained through media school dynamics at a very young age to be submissive. And so a lot of women just grow up that way. So uh, I, <laughs> I've been in the scene for 10 years and about five years ago, I started to explore my dominance and it was a long journey and I was doing many, many jobs. And one day I decided just to quit everything and devote my life to becoming a pro dom. That is amazing. Can you tell us a little bit of like, do you have specialties? What kind, like, what is your texture of dom? I say that I'm sensitive and sensual, emphasis on senses. I love sight, sound, touch, taste, and texture. I love the psychological aspect of domination as well as bringing people to be into their bodies and their physical space. So I really love bondage, impact, play, feminization. That's so cool. So what is the Mistress Luna experience? I would say the Mistress Luna experience is stepping into your true self. So when you come to me, I practice SSCE, which is safe, sane, consensual, and ethical, and also RAC, which is risk awareness, conscious kink. And I practice as well CFNM, which means clothed female and naked male. <gasps> and so through, <laughs> through those, I'm really able to have people submit and surrender to their true selves. I use the power of senses and like your body to really bring that like full submission. So when people greet me, I spray them with different essential oils and I coach them through breath to surrender their brain and their body to kind of just be present. Whether you're like extremely submissive or you're not, it's very much bringing people to like a healing space through like erotic experiences. That's so cool. So you work with submissives and people who maybe don't identify so much as submissive? Yeah, there's people who consider themselves service bottoms or not like sub subs, okay. but yeah. This might be too personal a question yeah. for work stuff. So you can tell me, but like, do you have a favorite type of submissive or client or like what makes you very happy in service? So I really love like devotion mm -hmm. and like when people like know me and I really love when people come and like, I get to be really creative yeah. with like using them and the energy exchange. And so p there's some people that I'm just naturally attracted to just energy wise. Yeah. <laughs> like when I do my phone interviews, I really get a grasp of people and you can really feel energy just by talking. And so I have a list of questions that I ask people and people really become vulnerable. I ask people what their kink origin story is. I ask people, what was your first experience? Mine was when I was in second grade, I pulled a boy's ear and I got in trouble, not because he told on me, but because the teacher saw how much I liked it. And he, in exchange for letting me pull his ear, he got to hang out with me and my friends at recess. Oh my God. And when I was in middle school, there was a boy that my friend and I, he carried our books. Mm. We teased him relentlessly, but with love, with love. And he loved yeah. it. And he followed us around. And he reached out to me the other day and he said that he is submissive. And he said that his experience with us really shaped how he is now. And he's thankful and he 
is it was just a really sweet experience to hear him like share yeah oh my gosh it would be so cool to interview him what's it been like to learn about yourself as a dom like how what's that process been like what have you discovered is training fun did you train like what tell us a little more about your origin story details so I actually uh, started taking classes. Mm. I studied with Mistress Damiana Chi. Mm. She's a wonderful educator. She has a dominatrix academy yeah. called the Evolutionary Dominatrix Academy. And it's really fundamental. Like, what is the submissive psychology? I spent eight months just learning about the brain and how there's such a disconnect in our lives of understanding, like, people want pain. How do I administer pain? When learning about all of these things, like it was really beautiful to study submissives as well and understand their psychology of like the need and like what it feels like for them to receive this, what it feels like for them to hear the verbal, what it feels like for them to feel the sensation, what it feels like for them emotionally, what it feels like for them psychologically, how they benefited in their lives. And so it was a really great course because she has a group of like eight sub coaches and you can ask them many questions and they're all diverse. And so you can dominate them and practice and learn. And so it was a great place. So you're like in a group and there's submissives to practice on and there's other Dawn's so, in training or? Yes, but it's an online class and it happens every Wednesday. Okay. So, and then she has like in-person classes and then she does practicals. Like uh, you have your basic skills that you learn in the class and you submit your videos and you get like, you know, certified in all of these things. And then like, I've taken many other classes as well outside of that, that have been very impactful. And I've read book after book. And it is really interesting because when you read these books, like they are so male forward and it's (laughs) at first it was hard. And I got like a little annoyed because I was like, uh, men shouldn't know these things. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Books are very gendered and it's a very gendered space. And so something that I've been very interested in is like breaking those gender stereotypes to be like as inclusive as possible. You know, I believe in inclusivity and so many different things and accessibility as well as exclusives of fuck shit, you know, like, (laughs) like there's that balance of both. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like the more that I talk to people here in these spaces, it's like, well, yes, there's gender, but it's, we're so, we are so fluid. Yeah. But the language in BDSM is very gendered. Good girl, bad girl, bad boy. Uh, yeah. naughty man, you know, dirty boy fantasies, like all, like all of these things are very like gendered. Yeah. 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 Do you have any favorite books and, or do you have any favorite tools? Ooh. Okay. Let me think about books. I think it's called sex work money. And that is a great resource for, um, having a business as a sex worker. Okay. Yeah. So it's about sex work and money. I will read it. Yes. And then uh, for like domination, I've gotten these books that they're just like lists of psychological things. And so they say like, they're like tips for your submissive tips for this, but it's just like lists of practices. And there's another one about dominance and consent. And it's so beautiful. And it's really, really great. The book is mostly about consent and how do you impact that through mm-hmm. dominance. So I don't have the names of the books off the top of my head. I'll get a reading I'll, list. I'll definitely get definitely. You know, there's, I have a book called like the practicology of sex and it's a thick book. And it says like men who like cats are like this. 
uh, you know, just like all of this like data that people have in, been interviewed for. And uh, it's just like an index of like sexuality and like what it could mean about you. I am going to go book shopping, like literally collecting data or I call it anic data is just my my number one favorite. OK, so what about tools or toys? Do How do you feel about the word toys? By the way? I, toys are okay. fun. I think, so I think that like as adults, we don't get to play. That's what I think. And, and like, like why, play. why are we not using toys? Yeah. Okay. I mean, these are tools for my art yeah but like toys are tools as well yeah. and like how do you use them and how do your body use them you know my body is very artistic and like you know you practice and you learn these things and these skills are you know um developed and it's an art form <gasps> amazing so is it fair to say that you identify as a sex worker so that is a tough not a tough question but it's very like interesting yeah. when i talk to doms about this because half the doms i talk to say they're not sex workers and then mm. the other half say that they are this is and, i'm trying to figure it out too also yeah, for myself i'm like what where's the line what is, what counts yeah and so for me i like identify that like the work that i do does not put me in circumstances that other sex workers are put in mm. and so i have a you know i don't take my clothes off I right. don't have sex with anybody. You like keeping your clothes on. I like keeping my clothes on. It is, uh, I'm, <laughs> I just want to be naked all the time. I'm like, all right, I'll wear them. <laughs> you know, like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm hot as fuck. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm sexy, yeah. you know, totally. but like, there's, you know, there's an art of tease and denial. What does that do psychologically? Yeah. You know, like, I think that is really what I love is just, because there's erotic versus arousal yeah. and the, there's power in both. And I love using the erotic to get through layers of your brain. And, you know, like if anyone is familiar with EMDR therapy, it, you could do it to yourself. You know, there's like, there's like taps, yeah. you could do like this, you know, they go like this, there's all of these things you can process. And so I've like adopted doing flogging in this style where I can keep a consistent beat on both of your sides and I call you to shift focus and my style of doming ranges from like processing trauma mm -hmm. to absolutely destroying your ego <laughs> and like you know so I have like both of these like sides and like they're really present in all of my sessions even with processing trauma because destroying the ego to get to that to understand to sh to shed that shame and to be able to like surrender to to yourself too yeah. because you know we can surrender so easily to other people which is beautiful and i love that but when you surrender to yourself and then you're surrendering to me that's like the juiciest bite of the apple because we're creating this like this passion that is so authentic and raw and no relationship is manufactured or created twice and so i have all of these really beautiful dynamic relationships yeah. that you know i have really great connections with all of the people that I see because I value just that high energy exchange. And so when I interview people and I talk to them and I hear, you know, their kink origin stories and I hear them like laugh or talk or ask me questions like that is like when I really, really connect with people and like, I can tell that we're going to have a great time. I have a lot of fun. <laughs> amazing. I would love to, okay, this is kind of a tangent question but it's one of my favorite things to kind of personally reflect upon and think about because people are like oh you're into humiliation you're into degradation and i'm like i guess so but it feels sweet to me do you experience the sort of like duality of 
Yes, yeah. there is this such this tenderness and teasing and such this tenderness and humiliation and degradation. Those are negotiated. Right. I'm like, know? no, the conscious ones, it's different. It's, it's much different. Yeah. You know, like your aim is not to hurt or attack or bring to light traumas that are not processed. I mean, sometimes humiliation and degradation comes from shame and it is a yeah. way to process, yeah. but like, it's a very delicate thing. It's just like, you don't slap someone across the face. You never slap someone across the face unless they ask you or give you the consent because slapping is one of those things that has such a generational trauma throughout yeah. people that, you know, spanking also does, but it's a different context. They're both the bare hand, but the face and the ass is completely different. And there's also physical degradation as well as, you know, verbal degradation. And like, there isn't an, an art to it. You can be damaging, you know, it's a psychological thing. And so it's something to study and to understand and to like, talk about with the person that you're going to play with. Yeah. May I share when I met you in person for the first yeah, time? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I had been doing research. I had reached out to Mistress Luna and we'd actually just had a phone call the day before, and then I was volunteering at a play party, and I heard them talking about the scenes that were going to be taking place, and they're like, and then there'll be cock and ball torture by Mistress Luna. And I was, first, I was like, oh my god, I've never seen a cock and ball torture in person. I'm so excited. Like, I'd only seen, well, not not a proper scene. I'd been, like, present for one friend's play thing. And so I was like, wait a second, Mistress Luna, the Mistress Luna? And sure enough, it was you. Yes. And I got to see you do this incredible incredible like it was what what were you even using i don't even know because there was like a switch there were like all sorts of things i was like i watched the whole thing yes so you know it's important to say that the guy that i my sub that i was playing with is a very big masochist and he can handle a lot of pain and loves it in fact, I told him to wipe the smile off his face because it looked like he was enjoying it too much. And this girl in the audience kept going harder, harder. And I was like, I am going to hurt. I, well, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm hurting him, you know, yeah, but yeah. like, I was like, I can't go any harder. I'm going, I'm, but he just loves it, you know? So there's that, you know, just for context, like he is, it loves, loves pain. And there was a special chair and everything. Yes. Like, what was that called? I don't even, okay. it, they had it there. Okay. You know, when they reached out to me, they asked me, they said, oh, we just got this thing. No one's played with it. No one's used it yet. And so they brought it down from like, they had, like a little, upstairs. yeah, I know. Upstairs. So I was and up there standing with one of the other monitors and we were like, what is that? What, how do you think you sit in it? And I was like, I need to find out. And then I went downstairs when you were doing your scene and I was like, <laughs> Yeah, so I used a like little like taser, yeah, and I tased his his, yes. tased his cock, yes. and I had a canes, crops. I had some toys that I've made. I used paddles. I kicked it. I flogged that special little flogger yeah. that was like. Um, I feel like there was like a swishy thing or like a I don't know. There was something with like little tap like yeah, tassels. Yeah, so it was just a small flogger. Small, oh, that was yeah, a small yeah, flogger. Okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like it was just a super small one. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that was so cool. Okay, so aside from that, like, what is a day in the life, week in the life, month of the life? Like, what is Mistress Luna's life like as a professional dominatrix? Walk us through your experience. I, like, check emails in the morning, and I get back to people, and then I have people fill out my forms. I set up phone calls. I work on projects because I'm an artist as well. And I'm starting my own company, so I work on that. I read. You know, that's so that's kind of like a daily life is just 
you know, taking care of like business. Yeah. And then, you know, monthly I do sessions. I hang out with my friends. My, one of my friends hosts a monthly Dom mixer. I hang out a lot with my Dom friends and scheme to take over the world. Fuck yes. So do sessions mostly happen at night times on the weekends? Like when do you do them? Do you have a favorite? I usually like to take my sessions at night. I feel like most relaxed. I like to take the whole day to like focus my energy Mm. on just the person that I'm going to see. And I spend like either a week or, you know, a week to like the day before preparing and like getting just everything ready for us. Yeah. And like, that's so hot for them too. It's really nice to like connect to people and not have it be the same thing over and over again, because that would be boring and everyone is so different and connects to something so differently. And so having my energy just be so focused for somebody, it feels really good for me because I feel like I get the most out of my sessions. And I feel like my clients and subs also get the most out of their sessions when I show up for them and then they show up for me. And so it's really beautiful. And I usually take my sessions at the Chi Temple and it's, I love the space. I rent from some other places around LA as well, but I love that space. This might be too specific, but do you have like for yourself a ritual the way that you begin? Is it different with every person or is there anything grounding that you do for your own self? So I really like to ground myself through senses. You know, I think that we're so overstimulated and being able to hone into something and like take it bit by bit, layer by layer. That's just like a great way to ground myself and ground others. And so even when people come in, I like will do like we take away layer by layer until like, you know, you are just focused and you're here and you're now in your mind. And just like guiding that process is, you know, one of my favorite parts of just making that like connection for us to happen. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so cool. What are some of the reactions that you get from people in your life or just people who you encounter when they learn about what you do? People literally have no idea what it means when I say I'm a dominatrix. Really? Yes. I will say my mom, my mom didn't. This was about two years ago and I was playing a dominatrix Mm -hmm. in a film thing. And she was like, what is that? I was like, oh, it's, you know, and she was like, people are into that. And I remember just being like, (laughs) yeah, some people, some people love to get beaten. (laughs) Just really, they love it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. You know, like just people think automatically that I have sex with people or that I hurt people all the time or that I'm just a bitch and that's not the general like consensus but that's just like the most negative or like a confused like responses that I get and I've had multiple in those categories and just people like whoa I was at a party once and my friends introduced me to somebody and the guy was like oh yeah I hear that you're a dom and stuff and he's like does your partner know that you do that and I, and I looked at him and I was like, no. And I was like, of course, that just like goes to show like the different levels that people view right. sex as shame right. or like this naughty thing is shame. And there's so much shame. Yeah. And like, that is like something that I see just all the time. And when you walk in and like, you have that like connection and I use the word connection a lot and I use the word surrender a lot, but there's so many layers to it and it's such a spectrum. And so like, you can feel people, I'm an empath and, you know, an intellectual and watching people just melt into 
where they're supposed to be yeah. is just fantastic. But, you know, people don't understand what that is. And people just assume that, like, I'm either mean or that, like, yeah, but it's the opposite. I'm, I mean, I am, a, I'm a bully, but. <laughs> <laughs> only when, only when you need to be. Only, only when, when I, yeah, yeah, you know. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises, and the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. How do you decide who to share what with? I feel like being true to myself and embracing myself has taken shame away. And I use that all the time because we grow up and we learn high different parts of ourselves. And so, you know, I'm not going around oversharing different things, but there's parts of me that it's like, yes, this is what I do. And I'm not afraid of being like authentic to myself. And, you know, I used, I used to be, it was hard. I ended a five and a half year relationship because I wasn't allowed to express or be a part of BDSM, which is so funny to say, but like, it was such a part of my like personal expression and wanting to be a part of this community of taking pain away from people, giving people pain, guiding pain. And, you know, we live in a world full of pain and we don't understand pain. Yeah. That's such a good point. I'm constantly trying to figure out what is an overshare and what is hiding. Yeah. I feel like I can't tell sometimes in society. And so yeah. I'm just very interested in that. Where would you like to see this work lead for you? You know, I really want to continue to empower people and just make people feel seen. I want to continue doing what I'm doing. I'm launching a company in June, a BDSM kink experience company. Yeah. For like, is it groups of people? Is it individuals? Is so it's different from your sessions. It's different from sessions. Okay. So our first thing is a group experience. And so it's part feet. There's some theatrics involved in it. And there's BDSM and experiences. Is it like for private groups or like could I show up and meet people? So you meet them, but you know, you buy tickets beforehand and then you can buy like a group of tickets or you can buy an individual ticket and you show up at the place at the time and you just happen to 
stumble upon something. Okay, when that is launching, I would love for you to come back and share all the details. Can you tell us now what would you say are the sexiest and then least sexy parts of your work? So I love being in charge and I love watching people just melt. And that is so sexy to me. And that's like probably one of the sexiest parts of my world Mm. is just watching people. The least sexiest part I would say is people just assuming that like uh, different parts of me and that's unsexy, you know, ask questions, people. It's been interesting. This is not a least sexy thing, but it's been interesting to see people view uh, doming or being kinky as a sexual orientation. Interesting. Good point. And so they assume that with that sexual orientation, if it is, that there are stigmas that come with it or different things. And even inside the community, you have people who are lifestyle, people who are pro, people who are this, people who are that, you know, there's, there's not just like one genre of BDSM or one genre of knowledge. And so people have come from different backgrounds and have different understandings of it. And for some people, it is very much a sexual orientation or like, what does that mean exactly for like, you know, and so that's not like unsexy, but it's definitely like something that's like, oh, you have to like be very clear. I mean, people are very consensual, but you have to know yourself and learn yourself and be like, oh yeah, like this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What about in your filtration process? Are there unsexy parts there or or the filtration of like a potential clients. Oh my gosh. I get the most heinous emails from people. Okay. That's what I was imagining. Cause I get weird stuff. And it's, I love weird stuff. I love when people want to do the weirdest stuff with me, but I get excited over it because I'm like, let's do it. I want to like dive into you. I want to explore you. I want to take your fantasy and make it a reality. I want to play. I want to just get in there. Like, and I love like, I mean, I'm so bubbly, but I'm fucking wicked. And I, and like, I mean, you saw me on stage. Yeah. Like, so I like when people send me emails like that, but I do get a lot of things that like are, uh, you up or I want to do like lick your this yeah. or send me just yeah. very like graphic things or send me a bunch of emails or send me just stuff that just doesn't make sense. Or people will like kind of fish you. Mm-hmm. And then we call them like energy vampires. Mm-hmm. And so people just like will want to engage with you enough to just have your attention, right. but not pursue anything else. Right, right. Like and they're getting turned on. Yeah, like they're getting turned on by just like the communication with the mistress right. or the fact, you know, and it's an investment in yourself when you see a mistress. And like not everyone can see one all the time. Yeah. And some people who see them all the time, you know, like there's there's different levels of like connection and stuff. But yeah. some people just, will talk email and never see a mistress, you know, or email and never see a sex worker. And so I've just had to like process like, all right, at this point, I'm not going to engage anymore because it's not worth my time. That makes sense. Yeah. I get a lot of emails that are just like, I like to fuck or like just weird. weird I'm like, all right, cool. Good for you. Yeah. You do absolute grinding on my face, squirt in my mouth. Like I get, I like, I get, I get graphic, graphic stuff. Like this, mist- I, I hate my biggest pet peeve is when I get emails saying this mistress did this with me. 
And I'm like, okay, well, that's good for her. Good for you. seems like you already know somebody who can do that. So you can check yourself and have fun with that. And so like when people try to like push your boundaries by saying other mistresses do that. And you're like, that's so cute. That's so sweet. But absolutely no. No. And like, go see them. Go see them again. If that was your experience, I love that. And if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. And if I like, and if I know somebody who does something that I don't, I'll recommend. Like, I'm like, you know, I know this mistress does this, you know, or I. I say like I don't think that we're a good match and yeah. you know people say that they found out about BDSM through porn I'm like I won't see you because your understanding is porn and yeah. porn is not BDSM yeah I mean there is very much BDSM themes don't get me wrong but like you know that's not an actual portrayal and people have been like yeah you show me your pussy and I'm like that's not what we do no. do you feel comfy saying like what's on your no list like we've heard a little bit about your yes but just for listeners to be like what's not on mistress luna's table so i don't do flesh like to flesh so yeah. no like worshiping mistress worship okay we'll call that yeah i don't do any nudity yeah cfnm do people ever ask so this this is what i get questions about yeah. so this is what i meant yeah bathroom stuff so i do not do okay. scat full toilet service, anything like that. No, but I have got done like GS, which is golden showers Mm -hmm. and stuff and golden nectar. And that stuff is fun. I love that. Nice. You said that you like to be in control. I think is how you said it. Yeah. What do you like about it? I love guiding you and watching you and feeding off your energy and having you serve me. This other layer of control, of servitude and devotion that people give to you. And when people need to surrender and people need to not be in charge of themselves and they need to be like part of something that's like external and want to serve you, like I love that. That's amazing. What would you say, if you can say, is the silliest or a silly shame-related experience that you have encountered through your work? You know, I don't know if there's any. I feel like a lot of people, like I've mentioned probably a million times, is like a lot of people do carry shame. And so there's really nothing silly about it. I mean, there's, uh, you know, we've all had embarrassing moments of different things. And, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed about. And when you come in, and you like are surrendering that you're not ashamed that's true you know and like if you are i'll take it out of you you know like you will not be ashamed and so like shame is not silly it's real and it's something that we all carry and like how do you let go of that how do you process that or how do you accept yourself and where what what is the seed what is the root of it so beautiful yeah that that is such a powerful way to answer that and it sounds like anything that was shame is transformed into like transcendence or fun or whatever connection and play and we don't get to facilitate that as adults and so to like let go and to fall into this this play while also being able to be surrender yourself and facilitating that and just taking that and it's just beautiful i love it that's amazing lovers this episode is sponsored by blue chew if you are listening to this 
You are probably like me and you love sex. And you also know that fantastic sex takes more than just a boner. But if that's all that's missing in your connection with your partner, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. You know, that's my favorite. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with the awkwardness that exists because physicians are not often given great guidance about how to talk about sensitive personal things like bone or softness, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. With Blue Chew, penis owners everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. And you know I love a good package. And I have to say, am I allowed to say this? It was very hot when I had a partner who I already had a good, trusting, open relationship. He'd been working on his anxiety, cutting down on screens, meditating, he quit smoking, he started exercising regular, cutting out processed foods, all of that stuff. He was just of a certain age, and I'll just say, the night that he told me he was making his package arrive, it was a very super hot extra layer of turn-on for me personally. So if it's for you, this is a super convenient resource. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com, chew it, and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. So tell us if you feel comfy. How has your sex-related work influenced your own sex life or informed it? You know, I've grown with my partner. Yeah. And it's created the space for patience and communication and understanding. And I think that's a big lack that a lot of people have. And like being able to like be in the moment and be present, not necessarily like in this physical uh, sex intimacy, but in your psychological sex intimacy. And like that is like so powerful for physical stuff as well. But like the psychological sex intimate, like erotic intimacy is stuff that goes overlooked because it's like, sensation now this that but there's so many layers to our psyches and so being able to be patient and communicate just who your core is with my partner and with you know people has just been yeah an asset and also i've gotten to help other people communicate their sexual needs to their partners and i've done that a lot of times (laughs) people have just approached me i have facilitated conversations and like exercises for people to connect with their partners in a different way because it's hard to become vulnerable and i think that's another thing that's really sexy and really beautiful is just this vulnerability and you know preying on that as a but like in this very like beautiful like way because yeah it's consensual and a lot of people don't even understand or you know that's like something that people also don't understand is people think like i'm forcing someone to do something and it's like no i invite submission and you gobble it the fuck up you know like that like like, there's no forcing there's no like you follow my command you will obey me but there's like i'm not forcing you to do shit like you can like that's not what this is I would love to hear about 
boundaries, work life and personal life boundaries, how you hold it, how you manage it, what yours are, where the lines, like how you handle client communication. Just So for client communication, I really like to stick to email mm-hmm. and I like to have scheduled calls. People do not have permission to text me unless it's the day of our session. And then I like to have let people text me either like a week later, but I do prefer email. I will, like I just had this week where somebody was sending me emails and it was just like one email at a time over and over again. And I just was like, I am going to let you know this now that if you've ever had trouble booking a mistress, it's because you keep responding to me, responding to our thread one email at a time. And so I will tell you this once, if you do it again, I will not respond to you. And so, you know, I have to, there's parts of me, I have very strict boundaries that money cannot buy access to. Yeah. And so being able, it's hard to say no to really great work, financial and fun in different things because I'm holding my ground because I believe in my power and myself that that's exactly how I should be honored and that I should not budge that and money cannot buy that. But, you know, devotion service creates different opportunities throughout relationships but you cannot buy access to different parts of energy. I love that. What is the communication in your workplace like? Like, how do you like to be communicated? We heard a little bit about email, but like, what does it actually like sound like when a submissive talks to you? So uh, everybody is different, but people are really excited. And some people like there's like a, a fear and an excitement in this like bashfulness, not, not shame, but this bashfulness of like, you see me raw, you see me bare. And there's like this childness, even, you know, like uh, we're animals. There's like this eroticness that we've experienced our whole lives. And like, you cannot deny it. There's, that's like just human nature. And so like, I love when people communicate to me, I tell people when I first see them that I want you to, if your arm is twisted and you're uncomfortable, tell me because I'm the only one who makes you uncomfortable. I want to make you uncomfortable on purpose, not an accident. You know, so I open up dialogue. I also like when people shut the fuck up. Um, (laughs) So it really, everybody's energy is different. And some people like to chat. Some people are so silent and, you know, it's just reading people's bodies and reading people's energy. And you know them because I've studied them just like they study me and how they serve me. Mm -hmm. And so communication is almost body language as well. Like, you know, when I go out in public it with somebody, people, you know, pull out my chair. People, like, look, I order the food. I do this. I do that. Like, there is, like, you can tell that I am dominant and the body language is serving me a drink. You know, I have that in my hand. You know, the, there's different layers of that, like, body language of communication and, like, yeah. That's so amazing. Can you tell a difference between like a brand new submissive and someone who has more experience or do you, and do you have more fun training one than the other? Or? Um, you know, it's, everybody's a little different. Some seasoned submissives are really great. They're so fun. They're so excited to either experience something with a new dom or go to go through a new experience and like share their journey. Yeah. So seasoned subs are really great to play with. And then you have seasoned subs who think that you're so new that you could possibly maybe show them your pussy or they might push you to do something. And when they fucking know better, if, because they've been in the scene in the community for years and they know that you can't do that. And so I get a little bit of both. And then with a new submissive, you do have to train them 
And I love education. I've always loved virgins. I've always loved, I've always had little puppy dogs. My mom would call them puppy dogs that would follow me around and do stuff for me my whole life. And so I've always had like, you know, people want to be part of me. That's so cool. What about safe words? Do you use the same with everyone? Do you have them set up? Like, is there So if people tell me that they have a safe word, they will say, this is my safe word. Okay. I do not say, hey, banana pie is your safe word. I do not say that. I do tell people like colors, yellow, orange, and red. And red means stop. But typically we have such uh, an energy and a rapport and a scene and an arc in like this connection that like when people are done, you feel it, you see it. It's such like a like second nature just to feel someone's energy like that Mm. and check in with them. And, you know, I am very communicative, but I like take just, you know, you, you suffer for me. And there's like this, this like balance between both of those things of like really letting somebody like suffer, but there's so many different ways people suffer. And what does that look like for somebody? And because it's our cycle, it's, it's the psychology how in depth do you get about what is going to take place in a scene? Is it very person to person? It's very person to person, but I don't really talk to people beforehand. Uh, when I do phone interviews, I like to give people a little homework assignment after we get off the phone. Like, you know, after they've sent their deposit, I give them a homework assignment and it's usually about send me a little fantasy. This will be taken under consideration, but it's not like this is going to happen, but I want to connect to how your brain processes. Mm. So I have people, you can either write a bullet points or you can write paragraphs. You can write a story. You can write something that inspired you. You can send me some photos. I've had people make me a Pinterest board. You know, I like a sissy. I've had them make a Pinterest board of like what type of woman they want to be. And like, you know, giving people homework assignments like that. And then I like to connect through, like, I don't really care how you write it. Like it just gives me a piece of you. And that's what I want. I just want all the pieces of you and I'll take them bit by bit until you give me your whole. Amazing. Okay. So switching gears just a little bit, what, if anything, have you learned about social and cultural norms through your work that has been interesting or surprised you or impactful? You know, I have really, really noticed that people do not understand pain Mm. and people do not understand shame but pain more importantly of like the dynamic of releasing and receiving and processing your own pain from physical emotional mental and so i've just noticed that people don't really know how to communicate that and know how to talk about that and it's something that like we hide and which creates different avenues of things inside of us. And I really just strive for people to step into themselves and be little degenerates and be perverts or process their pain, you know, all of the things, you know, I have a client and we do heavy impact, but he meditates and he processes and we do meditation. I do sound bowls. I do breathing techniques. I do like, you know, my range is just such like a, what you are and how, I am like using you as like, you know, if you're clay, I'm going to use you like clay. And sometimes people are a canvas and I'll use you as a canvas. And some people are a machine and also, also you the fuck up. And so like, it's just, I will use you as my medium and people come in in all different ways, but I will use you. (laughs) Have you always been, it sounds like you're extremely excellent at reading people. Has that always been the case? 
Yeah, you know, I am one of the youngest of like six kids. And I think like being able to read people growing up was, you know, asset to survival, of course, you know, and like processing myself and going through my own journey. I've always been able to like kind of read people. Yeah. That's really awesome. Are there any like we were talking a little bit about the sex related norms. Are there any that you would like to shift or encourage if you're seeing trends? I mean, I want more, like, appropriate public play. Mm, Yes, me too. Say more. What's your version? Like, you know, I like when I see people, like, tying people up at the beach. I like when I see, like, you know, people wearing little collars and, like, little leashes. You know, and it's hard because some of these things, like, are seen as, like, so, like, inappropriate or bad or, you know, I had a video with a million views on TikTok and it got taken down because there was a caller in my um, sub and I who's trans fluid. And yeah, you know, so people just are, don't want to see things. And so that makes it hard, but I would love to see more just like acceptance of like culture expression. You know, there's pony play, there's dog play, there's people who love these things and it's part of them. And I definitely understand like time and place. Sure. Like I, I value that, you know, but I do think that I would just love to see people just more totally. in their zone. Yeah. It's it's so interesting, too, because I would be curious to hear your perspective on this. What I've noticed talking to people one-on-one is people are so open, accepting, actually, I would say baseline, pretty non-judgmental if yeah. it's me and one person. Yeah. But then you put them in a group, and what I notice is yeah. in an effort to get accepted, they're like socially accepted, air quoting norms. And like trans stuff, especially like when I was briefly advertising on a free chat line, the dude who ran it said that it was mostly like conservative users and 70% of what the discussion topic was, was like feminization and trans stuff. So then to see that happen, it's like, what? Yeah. You know, people are afraid. There's so much fear in things and that goes side by side with shame. And when we don't understand something, Uh, it's easy to be afraid of it, you know? And when you have fear, you go into different modes and that is where we have hate and that's where we have these struggles between people as well, you know? Yeah. So since you've begun this line of work, have you noticed any sex-related trends in your particular industry, like, or, or even in your own business practices, like when you're getting together with the group of dominatrices. Like, do you guys notice anything? Are there broad, I don't know, are there, are there patterns that come up? What do you mean by patterns? Like, is there ever like, oh my God, it's the season of pegging. And and I know every, oh, you yes. know, like, okay. So we have Locktober, which is people in chastity. That's like a season. That's like a trend for sure. I would say with my group of friends, we have a diverse group of subs that like are part of our social hangout group. And so we have a spectrum of people who love pain to people who want to role play to people who are super into sensation. And so, you know, tomorrow night you'll get to experience different people. I'm just always curious if, because, because like, I'm, I'm always trying to make connections between like, did something come out somewhere on a show? And then is there a backlash, you know, like, because I see articles that are like five trends and I'm like, is that just clickbait? So The only trends that I know is that there's a lot of guys who are not gay who want to engage in phallic play. Yeah. And that has been a really big trend that I've seen in people communicate that they 
want to experience these things, but they want to let me know that they are straight or have a partner and stuff. And so I would say like, that's like a big trend that I see, which is very like, that's very normal. And like, I love when people want to experience that and there's nothing wrong if you want to experience it. If you are gay, you know, I have yeah. like, I see all types of people who want to come, you know, like, yes. are, I mean, and all types of people that I connect with. So love like, that. yeah, I love that. So tell us now, what do you want to celebrate the most about your work right now? I would love just to celebrate that I'm really kind of stepping into my own. Yes. And I've really like developed my style and I feel so good with it. And I'm starting a company with one of my Dom best friends. What does it like feel like if you can even put words to this to like come into your own? It feels like I've come home to myself and there's many different layers. And I felt that throughout my whole life where I have these pivotal moments of like, I'm home, I'm home. And there's this feeling that you just want to get lost in, but it's so secure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm still my little kid self, even in the spaces, hurting people, physically hurting people or physically guiding people to a clarity moment through, you know, the psychological play or, you know, giving people that, that freedom to see themselves in a different light has always been something that's been there. Yeah. You're still just tugging a little boy's ear. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say that you're most excited to explore in your work going forward? Obviously you're launching a new company. That's yes. huge. I'm really excited for that, but I'm also just excited to connect with more people. Yeah. And I love when people bring me the weird parts of themselves and that they want to explore. And so I'm just looking forward to continuing my education. You know, it's like when you learn something new and it's never enough, never enough to continue the education. And I want to just play, 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 play. (laughs) Okay. This, I kind of wanted to ask you this earlier, but like, have you ever dommed like a couple together or more than one person or friends? Is that something you'd ever be interested in? Or is that too hard of a container? So many people have approached me for couples oh. and I have done like play with personal friends uh-huh. in like couple situations uh-huh. and that is fun, but the dynamic is different and totally different. yeah, it's totally different, but it's not like impossible. There's like a different power in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I go to play parties with multiple people. So there's two doms, one person right. or two people, one dom and how that banter goes is, you know, cause you are accounting for up two other people's energies. Yeah. And to other people's experiences and not that like you can't juggle those things, but like you are personally caring individually for people. Yeah, It's a lot to keep track. I feel like even if I'm facilitating a threesome with like a new couple or something, I'm like, I I can only focus in so many places at once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, really yeah, fun. give people orders, telling them what to do and how, how to wait. I guess and I what have to done be. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am pretty good at it. Damn. Okay. Okay. So now just tell us, if you were in charge of the world, if you waved a magic wand and you could just teach everyone something about sex, what would you teach them? This is a hard question. There's so many things I, I want know. to teach people. You can say multiples. But I really, thank you. I really, I really think that I want people to learn how to communicate their needs. I hear from so many women and so many men who are in relationships who are too afraid to communicate to their partners, their life partners, or even their current partners. From one night stands to being married to somebody for 25 plus years, being able to communicate 
hey, I need this. Hey, I feel like this. And, you know, like, I don't think that my work would disappear, you know, because there's a lot of people who see me because their partners don't accept that part of them. But I think that like, there's still this world where people really need to express through this external, it's like a therapy and being able to provide that. Yeah. I've basically dedicated my whole life to trying to figure out sexual communication for Mm -hmm. the past five years. And it's, a moving target, you know, and yeah. everyone is different. Everyone's and, so different. And I still notice stuff that comes up for me when I'm like, could you just... Uh, yeah. You know? And we also carry this generational trauma and this generational yeah. understanding and these stigmas around sex. And yeah. how do you break that? You know, I've started telling clients that your recommended reading is the four agreements because, yeah. you know, I call myself Mistress Luna Experience because experiences help us a bond with those that we share them with. They help us break our internal family systems and our beliefs that we've the past beliefs that we've had. They help us create and form ideas. And it's a personal thing. We can all be in the same room and be a part of the same thing, but we all have different experiences. And so being able to be the mistress Luna experience mm-hmm. where I hold you and you have that and being able to process whatever good fun, naughty, wicked, all of it and bring it to your life. I'm going to wrap up by asking you a fantasy question, but can I share a fantasy with you first that just came up while you were talking? I really hope somebody out there goes to have a Mistress Luna experience and then comes on sex stories and talks about it. Ah, I would love that. I would love that. An experience. I love experiences because they create stories. Like I'm obsessed with stories and that's how I come into my being. It's like, what story about myself do I want to tell? You know, like what? So that's, that's my wish. (laughs) I would love that. I'll send somebody to you. (laughs) Okay. So my big life project, imagine that there's a creative space and it's part sex ed museum. First level, second level, part erotic art gallery. And then maybe probably down below, actually. So it's like education, inspiration, play. There's a members-only dungeon. Maybe it doubles as a co-working set or space for erotic performers. There's educational elements. There's all that sort of stuff. You've been tasked with designing one of the rooms. Mm. So tell us. It can represent you. It can promote your brand. It can be an experience that you want. Ooh, an experience that you want people to have that reflects your values. You have an unlimited budget. What would the Mistress Luna Experience room look like? So I would definitely design a room that was like full of senses that encapsulates you. Scent is the number one thing to our memory. So I love incorporating scent with different sensation impacts because it imprints it on your brain. And so being able to like walk into a room and have this like full sensory experience that's marked and branded in your brain. Oh my God. Something that's very fresh, but very like dark. So I like imagine kind of like this, like baby's breath and chains kind of a vibe of just like this, like dark Gothic, this yeah. meadow of just love, but oh also God. like this, deep-seated <laughs> dark place so yeah. yeah what textures would you have oh i would have vegan leather chains big comfy couches and like shades lounge yeah. and just gorgeous lighting and very like calm but also like dark yeah yeah are you a music person or no like in sessions i do play music okay. yeah i do like music but like it's not always present have you ever met a submissive that the more turned on they get, the more noise sensitive they get? Ooh, 
that's a good question. It's me. <laughs> but like, but I'm like, is that happened to other people? I haven't met Where, anyone so yet. So the more turned on you get, the more sensitive you are to sounds. Yes, and light, but especially mm. sound. Like if I have an orgasm yeah. and then and there's music playing, I'm like, please start it off. or cover yeah, my head with a pillow. Yeah, yeah, like it's like yeah. too much. I think that's very common mm. in especially with what I like to do when I take you layer by layer yeah. through your body. Like if you're so in your orgasm, it would make so much sense that you're overstimulated in other Everywhere. areas and that like it needs to just stop yeah. because your body is just so focused in this. Yeah, I'm like, and don't so, touch me, please cover my eyes, like make yeah, it Yeah. <laughs> and that's like perfect, like you know, and it's great just to communicate that and to tell people that because when we communicate our needs, people are able to meet them. And yeah. that's just in general. Mistress Luna, where can people find you on the internet? Well, my website is mistresslunaexperience.com. That's also my email and my Instagram. I am on TikTok at m.luna.experience. And links to all of that are in the description below. Mistress Luna, thank you so much for being a guest on Sex Stories. Thank you. Lovely humans. Thank you for listening. If you appreciate the work that I put into this podcast, I would love it if you took the time to leave us five stars and a nice review wherever you get your podcast, especially Spotify, since last year's troll attack on our ratings is still affecting our ability to be found via search. <laughs> I do love getting to know you and hearing your stories and meeting you lovely humans in real life. And remember, if you want to collaborate, apply to be a guest or leave us a single story voice memo via xstoriespodcast.com or sexstoriespodcast.com. Sex stories are always going to be my favorite, but now I also have question lists for love, friendship, dating, relationships, marriage, divorce, secrets, and so much more so that we can learn about connection through each other's experiences. I fucking love getting your emails and voice memos and receiving thoughtful noodle messages. It truly is hearing from you that fuels this work for me. And if you want to go deeper with me, get to know me, and support this podcast in meaningful, concrete ways, find me on Patreon, OnlyFans, FetLife, Venmo, Cash App, and all social media platforms at Wildly, or work with me privately for photo and video shoots, relationship support, creative breakthrough sessions, and retreats. Wildly.com slash links is where you can find the list of all the ways to play with me, and the link is in the description below. Thank you for joining me to spread ripples of love, to co-create a world where taking care of each other is the norm. Thank you for spoiling and inspiring me with your stories and your support. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember to share stories in the name of lovely human connection. 